Hello and welcome to this latest CN podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. In this episode, I talk to Philip Kaufman, the founder of Original Beans Chocolate Company, who has just published its in-house food print report on the company's sustainability achievements over the past year. Philip also tells listeners why sustainability is close to his heart and why he gave up his job at the UN to establish the company in 2008. Take a listen. Uh, welcome to uh, the CN podcast. Um, let's start by t- by telling listeners a little bit about Original Beans, your company that you founded, I think, in 2008. That's correct. Actually, in 2010, we started in 2008. But since we built our own uh, value chains from the ground up, it took us uh, about two years or it takes about two to three years for uh, any of our value chains to get up. So our first product was in market in 2010. And I understand that the company uh, is very, obviously, very, very uh, strong on, on sustainability issues, uh, conservation, climate, climate change. And you've just released, uh, Original Beans has just released its new food print for 2021-22, uh, which looks at transparency in the cocoa supply chain. Um, first of all, is this for the industry in general or is it just for your own um, supply chain? Well, I mean, um, our supply chains, that's eight, and I would call them value chains, um, I think are sort of state of the art. We consider ourselves um, probably the leading craft company in, in Europe, and, and we've invested a lot in, in building value chains that we aim to make regenerative. So, of course, that is for ourselves. It's our own mission to regenerate what we consume. But we think of ourselves as an example for the industry or for parts of the industry. Yes, what we what we are doing can definitely work for others um, and also on scale. West Africa is not where we source from, which, of course, makes a big difference because the political and other industry circumstances in West Africa are bit more, um, let's say, difficult. However, we, we source from other places that have at least as many challenges in terms of the social fragility, like Eastern Congo or Northern Colombia. So um, I think that that we can say that many of the KPIs, the uh, key performance indicators that we have for our uh, sustainability reporting, uh, apply to others um, in the industry. Okay. And... Uh- in your report, you mentioned, and if you could just tell us a little bit more about this, the uh, the uh, the uh, the program, the one bar one tree program that uh, you have initiated. Um, can you give us an update on on what's been happening there? Yeah. So I mean, essentially, we started out thinking about how to uh, solve the problem of higher prices in the industry, <laughs> which is the the big the big I think the big problem. Of course, independent of the commodity markets themselves. And one of the ways to do this is, of course, to add more value in the product for growers and customers. And one way for us to do this, in addition to sourcing special cacaos, making very good product and selling that at a higher price, was to promise to our customers the growing of trees as part of the value chain and to our growers Of course, that premium as a conservation premium, um, building their agroforests and and um, essentially their production assets. And that that helps with their income, doesn't it? Of course, so of course, extra uh, streamline of of correct, yeah, correct. And we and and because we did not want to have this go to the cooperative 
as a, as a whole or to a growers group as a whole, but literally on the field. We want it to be as direct as possible. It is related this this part of the premium of course we also have a organic premium and and sort of livelihood premium fair fairness fair trade component but um that particular tree component is is for us something we can track down to nursery level so that gets very close to factual field level and that again goes gets very close to the farmers themselves rather than their institutional representation. Okay, thank you. And I understand that roughly, loosely, or maybe more more um, more inter- inter- interwined is uh, the uh, the original beans um, uh, chocolate food print. It's come out roughly the same time. I'm, t- I'm referring to the IPCC um, um, climate change report. The latest. Mm-hmm the latest report that assesses the impacts of climate. It's for the UN. It's a United Nations intergovernment panel on climate change is what it stands for. And it's, uh, in, it looks at, it assesses the impacts of climate change, looking at ecosystems, biodiversity and human communities at global and regional levels. Now, is there anything in there that you've seen, have you had a chance to have a look at it, that kind of chimes with what um, Original Beans are doing or, you know, did, how, 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 um, how important is 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 that that uh, IPCC report? I personally believe it is essentially essential for us as as citizens, but also uh, for us in business. And I think yeah. for yeah. the the chocolate and cacao industry, it's it's amazing uh, wake up call to their opportunity, which I believe, and I think more and more people in the industry believe, it's just the way the question how to get there, but believe could be a leader on climate. We 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 have direct access to um, you know the rainforests of this planet. We have direct access to uh, millions of small holding farmers. And so our impact as an industry could be really leading on issues that the IPCC uh, reports have, you know, continuously addressed. I've been at the first COP climate conference in my role then at the UN in Canada in 2005, and all the issues were already there. And part of my way to 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 contribute to solving them was actually stepping into the chocolate industry because I believe it is such an attractive industry for transformation, and the transformation is is very simple. It's uh, you know empowering farmers on the ground to uh, produce in a more climate friendly manner, keep their forests behind their fields intact, which is you know, perhaps the world's largest carbon sink, and at the same time, make it so so attractive for them economically that that stays for the next 20, 30, 40 next generations within their communities. That's, that's as simple as that is. And then in our case, we've added a level which in the climate conversation, you know, in, it, there's, a, there's a distinction of uh, impact scopes they call it scope one two three it's sort of how direct or indirect is a business able to impact the most direct would be let's say um insetting or offsetting uh the the the, the, uh, the flights we take as a team you know that's like operations that's that's the that's the first scope and the 
The widest scope would be taking care of rainforests that are not our property, but behind the fields of the cacao farmers we source from. That that's a very wide scope. Okay. If you understand yeah. what I'm saying, as as a business, you have to understand how wide the scope of climate impact is you want to make. And in our case, we've committed to making the scope three even the far away integrate, and we've measured our value chain. In, uh, from field to final product. And so we can say that our products themselves are uh, climate positive or carbon negative with a factor two to three. So essentially, you consume our chocolates in whatever way, shape or form, you contribute directly, immediately, positively to the climate uh, mitigation crisis. And why is that? Because essentially we've designed our value chain in such a way that is climate optimized, our warehouse is climate neutral. Um, you know, our our production is is uh, energy optimized and so forth. And the Argo forest, and that's the that's the secret. The trees on the fields are planted in such a way and managed in such a way that they absorb all the CO2 costs, all the emissions, and and, and do even more, like two three times more. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for that. Um, without without naming names of the companies, um, what what's your impression? You know, in the last ten years of, of the cocoa chocolate industry and in, in in the transparency, sustainability, there seems to there seems to have been a huge effort to for the for the industry to kind of, for want of a better phrase, clean up its act a little bit. And there are there has been some good work. Uh, been been done, I know, but you know, at the end of the day, as, as you highlight, um, you know, eight the, the big companies, supermarkets, they keep eighty percent of the chocolate bars price at retail, and obviously that's not being passed down, in, in your opinion, to the to the farmers and people lower down the chain. How do you see, do you see improvement there? Do you think there's a change of? Are they still stuck in that kind of business model? I think, yeah, well, the business model is still stuck. That's, yes. that's the challenge. And I think the commodity market is stuck. So my my view, yes. I, I hope that the pressures on transparency, on climate, on social issues get so large that some of the large companies uh, um, will essentially step out of the commodity market essentially move out and find a, a more direct and different way to trade. I really think that's the only way we can get out of the current uh, paradigm. And you can see how sticky that paradigm is if you look at the announcements that Nestle just made uh, with their cocoa plan, where essentially they're saying, we need, we know already for years, we've from conference to conference, we've, <laughs> we've promised we do something and, and we know we need to pay farmers more, but they completely step out of the uh, factual supply chain. They step out of the trade with those payments. They've announced that they pay, I think, 15,000 uh, smallholder farmers uh, $500 uh, or francs, actually, more uh, per year uh, uh, on certain criteria through mobile phones, but that's totally not correlated to to the purchase of cocoa. So it's right. it's outside of the market. They just say, hey, we need this to to you know to <laughs> to renovate, <laughs> rejuvenate uh, yeah. our base, and and we're not getting it through that market. The current market is is just. Um, to that, that paradigm is just difficult. So I don't think it is the will or the capacities. I think we still are stuck in a market model that doesn't 
currently at least allow for the incentives uh, to be to be handed down uh, or handed through the supply chain in in the right way and climate may change that of yeah. course climate is another is is becoming another commodity market so in a way you've cacao as a commodity and carbon becoming a commodity and we'll have to see how those two link together to make payments that are really worthwhile the effort to protect forests and to grow trees and to care for the soil and all all the things we we want to see very effectively taking place to preserve uh climate just a little bit about about yourself philip i i re read with interest that you uh well you you worked at the un um so you, you know the politics of, of the game but you're you you've got a big strong family connection haven't you with uh sustainability and conservationism let's just, can you just tell us a little bit more about your background your family background Yes. Um, well, it's it, it's really when when the when the going gets tough, I always you know go back to my ancestors in a way. <laughs> um, I grew I I come from a family that really has practiced uh, forestry, forest management, um, and sustainability in that for uh, seven generation, more than two hundred years. Um, in fact, the word sustainability was used by one of my direct ancestors in the late 18th century as it emerged in the forestry domain. So the foresters were the first who thought about multi-generational forest management and, and coined that term. And one of my ancestors was, was among them. And, and so when, as I said, when the going gets tough, when I sort of need to hold on to my values and, you know, my, my, my mission, let's say in life, I, I, I talk to them and they say, you know, well, um, that, that chocolate industry is the right one and it can still change. Okay. Um, finally, a little bit about your company, Original Bean. So, obviously, it's very sustainable. It's, uh, you know, there's transparency there. Um, what kind of, um, what's your portfolio um, and where can people buy your products from? And well, I mean, we are uh, more than t 10 years old. And I, as I said uh, in the beginning, I think of us as, as the leading craft uh, maker in, in Europe. Uh, I think we were craft avant la lettre. Um, and, and we've built that into quite a dynamic um, brand, really starting from the bean. That's the program. It's always been the program. The fact that um, our brand name resembles coffee brands was very intentional. We thought what happened in coffee should happen in, uh, in cacao. And, and so our portfolio really consists of everything that comes out of our currently eight value chains and, and can be made into final products. So we, we, um, the biggest part of our business, 65% uh, is hospitality business. We, we, we uh, provide coverages to quite a uh, big range of makers, top hotels, uh, the, the gastronomy um, in London, in Copenhagen, um, um, in, in the German market. Um, New York is growing fast. Uh, Paris is growing. So increasingly, we are also sourcing and selling beans in a specialty uh, craft cacao trade business. And and that's growing nicely. You can see that the craft movement is 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 growing, and we're supporting it very strongly because we we feel that is a way to tell that story of 
cacao and chocolate that we need in order to pull more people into that change, which again will, of course, then also inform what uh, the bigger industry will do. So I, I really see the coffee model. I've been very close in my UN jobs prior to that coffee uh, especially coffee association uh, work. And I, I really think in a nutshell, we are a smaller market in chocolate, but in a nutshell, that could happen in chocolate as well. Okay, Philip, we shall end it there. Thanks, Tony.